howdy, hey, welcome to the Texans Take. All right, we're here with our second day of Christmas podcasting, yay boy. So, uh, um, Merry Christmas again, and uh, let's see, hold on. There's a good line that I can't quote all of. Uh, Merry Christmas? No, no, no. That wasn't the line you were thinking of. No, I think it's yippee and that's about as much as I'll say. Um, but it has to do with my favorite Christmas movie, <laughs> Die Hard. Oh. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, yeah. 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 For those of you that believe that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry you're wrong, but um, you're just wrong. It, uh, it is indeed a Christmas movie. I mean, people are wrong every day. You're, 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 you have a chance to be forgiven. That's right. That's right. Um, so uh, um, this knowledge is not for everybody. Nope. No, it's not. Um, but we are not sitting here today whining about Christmas. Haha. No, we're actually eggnogging. Greg got here a nice tall glass of eggnog in my Highlands beer cup. Yes, yes, yes. Now, how do you like your eggnog? Now, is that from the store? It is just because I'm too darn lazy. And did you water it down with a little milk? No, no, I watered it down with bourbon. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the only the only other thing you can use aside from bourbon is rum. And cognac. And cognac, and possibly all three of those together. Hennessy's really good, too. Yeah, yeah. In fact, my favorite... Uh, Hennessy, Bailey's, and eggnog is an, actually an amazing trio. So the best eggnog that I've ever had in my life to existence today, because the problem is that, I mean, it's my personal favorite fest. When my brother William drinks it, he's like, it's just like drinking milk. I'm like... No, it's not. Wait, oh, back up. Do do what now? Yeah, when William drinks the eggnog that is my personal favorite, he's like, it's just like drinking milk. There's no there's no flavor to it. It's just it's just thin and, and there's no alcohol. And I'm like, dude, it's literally loaded with alcohol and it's not thin. You just don't like it because it's not syrup. Right. You know. Um and there's three different types of alcohol in there. Anyway, so hold on. I think I've got it here somewhere. I know I took a screenshot. Yeah, I have done. I've done several different things. I've used uh, Grand Grand Marnier with it uh, and bourbon. Grand Marnier and cognac. Grand Marnier sounds like good. It's it's expensive. Uh, very close to Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, so Harley Quinn would be another good bet. Um, so it looks like. Captain Morgan. Oh, you lost me. Sorry. Uh, You're going to have to pick a better rum. No, 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 no. It's three different types of alcohol that I'll go in. That oh, each other's I was about to say. You, you it's gotta, not just that. you gotta, you got to come up with a better better type of rum. It's kind of gonna... like adding ketchup to a recipe. By itself, it's disgusting. Right, right. There's nothing special about it. Well, I mean, that? it could be argued that ketchup with things is disgusting anyway. Yeah, but you know you can add ketchup to a recipe just to yeah. add that little bit of sweetened. That's and true. Tomato. That's true. That's true. So anyway, right. Captain I, Rum, and it looks that. like uh, two other alcohols. Anyway, Caroline has the recipe. I'm re- my cousin Caroline has the recipe. I'm really hoping that she makes some. She can't here. give it to anybody. That's right. She can't. No, but. Uh, I'm hoping for it because anyway, the thing that I like about this eggnog is it's the perfect balance of everything. Mm -hmm. It's not too thick. It's not too thin. Okay. It's not too much alcohol. It's not too little alcohol. It's not too sweet. It's not too dry. It's like the perfect balance. And so when I drink it, it's just like, ah, you little, you're just drinking your cloud. Yeah. You know, and some people are like, you know, uh, they really like the really thick, you know, kind of sweet and condensed milk eggnog. Yeah. And that's too much for me. Honestly, I prefer to water it down with a little bit of milk if it's if it's that dense. You know, I like it to swish around a little bit yeah, when I drink yeah. it, you know. Um, yeah, like like that actually is a good consistency. Yeah, it's not bad. And then if it's too sweet, it's like, no... No, it can't be too sweet. It is really sweet, but it actually, when you put the it. you put the bourbon in there, it's it's yeah, not that bad. Yeah, it's not. That and then with the alcohol that you add to it, if you add too much, then it takes away from the eggnog, and if you add too little, then it takes away from the alcohol. So obviously, there's a balance there. And 
I imagine finding that balance is not something that you just do overnight. No, 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 you don't. I don't think that you do. So anyway, um, I think Caroline's recipe is the best out there, and it's my personal favorite. And I hope to get some. Anyway, now I'm dreaming about eggnog. So anyway, um, yeah, we look forward to uh, our Christmas. So my Christmas weekend is going to start tomorrow after work. And that'll be really nice. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. And then I'll actually get two days into next week off. That'll be nice. Huh? Yeah, they're giving me uh, Monday and Tuesday off next week. Lucky little dog. <laughs> Gosh. It's the only time of year that we get it. Oh, man, that hurts a little. Uh, now, in, in all fairness, um, I did... Um, I did get the option to negate a couple days next week, and I chose not to. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I would say that's on you, but at the same time, you probably made a good decision there. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hoping so, but Hoping not sure. So. Hoping so. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, not, not 100% sure, but I know I get Friday off this week and Friday off next week. So That's good. Not hateful. Not hateful at all. Well, anyway, I think we just keep blabbering on about stuffy stuff. If we so go ahead and end this part and uh, go ahead and start with God's Word. We'll be word right back. See you soon. All right, so we are uh, we're back at back. back. Yes. So, um, got an interesting compliment at the the Christmas candlelight service that I helped with. Yeah. And that compliment was, you have a great voice. You have a good radio voice. And I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, about that. I have no training with radio voice at all. Wait a minute. Yeah, I have about a year and a half now. How cool is that? Yeah. yeah so got the... what little it helps. I'll, I'll take every compliment that I can get. So... They don't, they, I don't expect them to come often, so. Anyway, <laughs> who, who, who did the compliment come from? Um, there's actually a guy named, uh, I think, Roman. He's uh, He doesn't go to our church. He's uh, does a lot of work for, for one of the elder, elderly couples in our congregation. And so they invited okay. him to the Christmas candlelight service. And I was like, hey, oh, okay. how cool is that? So I think he was enjoying it. Well, that's awesome. Um, I was enjoying it. So, we, we're going to read passages from Matthew and Luke. We're going to start in Matthew just because it actually kind of comes first. And <laughs> Makes sense. Does it? I guess it does. I mean, yeah. So, let's pull Matthew. And Matthew is in the first of the New Testament. Alrighty, alright. Here we go. Okay, so in Matthew chapter 1, we have the genealogy of Jesus Christ, which is incredibly important because Very. Uh, as we read a little bit in the Old Testament last time, we learned that Jesus was in the line of David. And David is obviously in the line of some other furtherly back important people. And so uh, it's really important that because the Old Testament prophecy says that the Savior will come, the Messiah will come in the line of David, if Jesus is not directly related to David, then he is not Jesus. He might be a great prophet, but he's not Jesus. He's not the Messiah. And so uh, we're not going to read it just because it's just a whole bunch of names. And I would love to read it, but we don't have time for that. 
But anyway, in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, David is the first. In the book of, I'll, I'll read a little bit. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac, Jacob, Perez, Zerah, Tamar, Abinadab, Nashon, Solomon, Obed by Ruth. Oh, see, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, Obed. Uh, King David begot Solomon, and then Abijah, Asa, Joram, Hezekiah, Manasseh of Ammon, uh, Jeconia and his brothers that were carried away to Babylon, uh, Zerubbabel, Eliakim, Matan, Abraham, let's see, um, and Jacob begot Joseph, and husband, uh, begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations from David until captivity in Babylon are 14 generations and from captivity in Babylon until Christ are 14 generations. So what's really interesting is Joseph is not related. He's not the father of Jesus. He's kind of the foster father, but obviously Jesus is born of the Holy of the of, you know, of the Father in heaven. And so, um, but even though Joseph is not Jesus's father, Joseph is still in the line of David, perfectly lined up. And so... It's the dad-father complex. Exactly. And what's really cool is I believe in Luke, we'll see there's another genealogy on Mary's side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so... Mary is directly related to David, and so Jesus, it doesn't matter which side you look at it. That's such Jesus an interesting conundrum. It really is. So anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, Christ born of Mary, 18. This is Matthew 1.18. I'm trying something different here. We'll see how it works out. Oh, you're doing the, you're doing the, the thing. Yeah, I'm cradling this microphone here. Now, after the birth of Jesus Christ was the follows was as follows after his mother mary was betrothed to joseph before they came together she was found with child of the holy spirit then joseph her husband being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put her away secretly but while he thought about these things behold an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream saying Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord throughout the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph went, uh, then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Okay, so that is the beginning there. Um, that is, uh, you know, Matthew 1. Now, um, we could go into wise men from the east. Yeah, let's actually read all of this. So we're going to go ahead and read all of chapter 2 also, and then we'll go into Luke after that. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Apparently, wise men from the East have, you know, posh British accents, but I'm sure that's not the case. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and when he had uh, and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for this young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. 
And when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. And it was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, out of Egypt I called my son. And we have the evils of Herod in the next couple of verses. Um, and let's see. I'll go ahead and read it. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what the, was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. And that is incredibly terrible, an evil of Herod, and... Uh, he simply did this because he was ruler over the land. And he didn't, you know, as soon as the wise men came and, you know, were like, oh, the king, there's this king that's going to be born in your land. And, uh, you know, we're going to go worship him. And Herod is like, uh-oh, a king, huh? Going to be born, huh? In my land, huh? You're going to go worship mm. him, huh? I already don't like the way this is going. Ain't nobody better than me. And so in order to keep Herod's kingship, he wanted to make sure that everybody who fit the description of right. Jesus died. <clears throat> and so we see this it was, mass murder of It, it was what children. we call the shotgun approach. Yeah, just, yeah. Just take it all out, let it happen. You and know. so uh, Herod went out and killed all the male children between zero and two years old and uh, that is just absolutely evil and what's sad is that that's oftentimes looked over in the uh, the Christmas story but uh, that's the reason that God told Joseph to flee hey gotta get out of town Herod's trying to kill your kid and Obviously, for eternal reasons, we can't have that. Because um, mm -hmm. his time has not yet come. So, anyway, so that is the story of Jesus from Matthew. And <clears throat> so we have Christ is born of Mary. Uh, no, first off, we have the genealogy of Jesus. So we know that he's in the line of David, just like the prophet said. Jesus is born of Mary, um, a, a virgin, just like the prophet said. Joseph is a good man because he was about to be like, oh my gosh, my woman is pregnant? Uh, well, that's not cool. Really not cool. But it says that Joseph was a, a good or a just man. Now, let's see. Uh, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, which is interesting man here is italicized and that makes me wonder why they italicized hmm. italicized man i wonder if there's some <laughs> jot or tittle or something in mm -hmm. the 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 greek uh manuscripts that indicate that this word here should be italicized or something but regardless it is in this translation man is italicized and um 
basically just speaks a little bit stronger of Joseph's character, basically saying that this is a manly way to, you know, this is a manly way to deal with this, you know. Uh, your wife committed adultery uh, behind your back, didn't tell you about it, and you find out that she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and it's like, now wait a minute, I didn't do anything to get you pregnant, so uh, <laughs> not cool. Lucy, you got some splaining to do. You got some splaining to do. And so anyway, um, a just way of dealing with her not wanting her to be a public spec- example. Because think about it. If he's a just man, what is a man to do in this situation? Well, he's to do what God orders him to do, which is what? Love his wife. Which is interesting because, you know, she's pregnant. And he's thinking, oh, she did it with another guy. So um, he still loves her and doesn't want to make her a public example. And he does the just thing to do, which is just put her away. Basically divorce her. Um, quietly. quietly, silently, and there's no need for he, fuss. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want to make a big deal about it. And so apparently, it's a nobility thing. That's a manly. It's a nobility thing. Yeah, it's it's a manly thing to do. It's a noble thing to do. It's a just thing to do. Um, and so that for you husbands out there, um, it's it's not a big. I mean, it is a big deal that your wife is committing adultery, but we're still called to love them. And God allows us to divorce them in case of adultery like that. Um, but that's all. He doesn't He doesn't say that you can do anything other than that. Right. Um, anyway, here, anyway. But, obviously, God comes to Joseph and is like, Hey... So about that. Yeah, about that. Uh, it's uh, not We very... need to talk about this first. Yeah. So anyway, um... <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you in a dream. We're gonna have a little you know talk talk, and then you're not gonna do the thing you were gonna do 20 minutes ago. Right, right, right. So anyway, Christ is born of Mary, and. They call him Jesus, and then the wise men come from the east. I think we talked about this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, how many so wise, it's so how weird many wise men were there? There is no way of knowing. Yeah, we don't actually know. Uh, nobody uh, actually knows. We always say three wise men, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a Trinitarian number. I mean, it's fine. It is. Yeah, there's nothing but wrong with that. But not accurate. It's not necessarily. Well, it's not necessarily. It's true. not necessarily accurate. I mean, it could be yeah. three, but we have no, we three. have literally no it information saying it was two. three. All we know is that it's more than one because it's wise men. Yeah, it's you know? magi from the east. Exactly. So and so the reason why we always say three wise men is because there was three gifts brought. Right. Which I suppose they all could have come from the same guy. <laughs> and then there was his buddy Bill that came along too, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, it was like, hey, I got gold, frankincense, and myrrh here. And Bill's just like, oh, I, I'm just, I don't... I mean... I'm just on my donkey, man. I'm just along for the ride, you know. And what I was talking I to my dad about at one point is, uh, we don't know that those aren't just like the three leaders that, of the... The group of magi that are giving the gifts. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, we, there, we, there could we, be we really literally a hundred people. All we know we is know. it's wise men from the east. Were there three of them? I don't know. There's one of my favorite. It is Christmas definitely carols. more than one. That one I can't tell you. One of my favorite you. Christmas carols is "We Three Kings of Orient Are," and I love it. I really do. But it's not necessarily three. Right. Um, but anyway, so there you go. Um, ba, 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 ba. yeah, so Jesus is, uh, let's see, no, the wise men come, they talk to Herod, and Herod's like, yo, guys are cool, don't mind you, you know, hanging out in my crib, you know, seeing my town, you guys obviously traveled from a long way off, it looks like you're over here doing big stuff, what you got going? And they're like, hey man, we're actually looking for this, um, we're looking for our, our Messiah. Um, you know that guy? Yeah, and he's supposed to be born <laughs> around here in some town close by. Maybe you know I like it. that. Supposed to be born around here. Yeah, you know. yeah. And you got to throw the you know out yeah, there. Yeah, you know, you know. Um, 
And it's actually a little place called Bethlehem. You know where that is? Bethlehem, have you heard of it? And he's like, Bethlehem. Nah, nah, bro. I think it might be that way. But wait, did you say something about a, a king, a, a, a baby king being born? Say that again. <laughs> you know. Slowly. So a king's going to be born, huh? Wow. And so anyway, the wise men are like, yeah, oh, thanks, man, for the for the deets. You know, we'll start following down there. Oh, look, the star's right there. Great. All right, we'll just keep following that until it lands over where we're supposed to. Oh, Bethlehem. There you go. So they get down there and um, start worshiping Jesus. And what's really interesting is what does it say? Is that what it says? No, I don't think so. Um, and when they had come into the house, Jesus is born in a manger, not a house. But this is also not when he was born. He was about two years old at this point. And we know this because Herod is over here trying to get rid of kids, little boys, two years old and under... So the wise men had probably said something about this. You know, I'm wondering if the wise men had been on the road for a full two years or so. I'm wondering, and that's something you know, we're not told that, we, we don't know. But it's an interesting idea. But it is kind of this, it goes along the same lines. Of... There's a, a really good show uh, that we just told y'all about last time called Star of Bethlehem. Yeah. And, um, there's a really good case that um, he he found the star, and you know, there's a lot of other questions surrounding that, and. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty convinced that it's the star that he found. It's it's. Uh, it's a, he makes it very convincing. He makes it very convincing. But whether it is or not, that's you know, it's not in scripture, so um, there's no way that we can actually know. And it doesn't really necessarily matter. Yeah. But um, it, there there is that. But anyway, so one of the things that he came to is that the first Christmas, according to this guy, was December the 25th, right? Right. And we were like, okay, yeah, but December the 25th, we don't know why we picked that date, okay? It could have been many different reasons, but since Jesus wasn't born, since Jesus was born like in spring or, you know, July or something like that, then that obviously wouldn't work. What's going on there? Well, December 25th is the date that this star lines up with this guy's hypothesis that this is the star of Bethlehem, and it actually does line up on December 25th of, I think, 2 AD or something like that. And, you know, for me, I'm like, well, that's almost a little too perfect, which, I mean, if it's from God, then it is perfect. But um, what that would indicate is that the first Christmas was not necessarily when Jesus was born. It was when the wise men showed up to actually meet Jesus two years later. Right. Not even necessary, and not even on his birthday at that. They just... They just were. They just knew that someone was born and that they needed to find him. And it was December the twenty fifth when they did. It's an interesting thought. It's an interesting idea. There's no way to absolutely prove it. I don't think, but I think it's a really, it's really cool. It's a good one to run with, right? You know, and if it helps some people believe a little bit stronger, they roll with it. Go for it. Um, you know, uh, I thought it was pretty convincing. So, anyway, uh, we are out of time for this little section. We will take a little break, and we'll be right back. All right, we are okay. of the backity back. Okay, so uh, now we are going to move into a loop. And we're moving in with Luke. What kind of house does he have? Probably a big one. Oh, in a big, big house <laughs> with lots and lots of rooms. Okay, let us see. Luke. All right. Now, Luke is very interesting because Luke does not start with the birth of Jesus. Luke starts with the birth of Jesus's cousin. John the Baptist, and that's a that's a wee bit different. It's just a little bit different, yeah. So um, we'll go ahead and read this. 
John's birth announced to Zacharias. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of, the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both, religious, uh, both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he, while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside the hour of incense. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Ooh. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of, his, of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Darn, so he was a good Baptist. Yeah, 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 he was. That must be where it started. Probably. <laughs> he, was also, he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. <laughs> and Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel uh, answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold... You're going to be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, mm. which will be fulfilled in their own time. I can see Zacharias mm. kind of like, uh, oops. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled at, that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was, as soon as the days of his service were completed, that he departed to his own house. And after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Okay, so um, you got Zacharias, and he's the priest, and he was doing his thing. It, Lot fell on him to go offer the incense, and he goes in there to the holy uh, to offer the incense, and the angel of the Lord appears to him and is like, yo, hello, <laughs> you there? Ah, ah, hey, there you hey, are. Hey, hey, my man. Hey, your wife is going to conceive and have a son, and his name's going to be John. Okay, are you cool with that? And, I mean, you don't have a choice. I but, mean, you don't have a choice, but, you But know, we were being nice. Yeah, and Zacharias is like, now, look, I'm old. I mean, I'm old, right? Come on. And my wife is pretty old, too. <laughs> do, you, do you really <laughs> think that we're going to have a son? Are you kidding me? And the angel is like, yeah. look, dude. Man, I, haven't we been through this once before? Yeah. I literally came here to tell you all these happy things, and you questioned God? What's wrong with you? All right, you know what? You're going to be speechless, okay? You're going to be speechless until That has to be born. a horrible gift, honestly. So have fun with that. Don't doubt me next time, huh? And so Zachariah's like... <laughs> which probably was to the effect of... Oops. Um, so anyway, Christ's birth announced to Mary. Let's keep reading. This is verse 26 in Luke 1. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one! The Lord is with you! Blessed are you among women! But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. 
Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, can this be since i do not know a man oh. and the angel is like ah, ah. man i just did something mean to zacharias but i'll withhold it from you because you're pretty <laughs> uh that's not what he said uh let's see and the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You know what? I bet if she told everything just like that to Elizabeth and Zacharias was in the room, probably he was. Something makes me wonder if he was kind of like, dude, why didn't she get her voice taken? Huh? <laughs> you know, we both question, like, you know, how am I? I haven't known any guys, so how are you going to do that? It doesn't make sense to me. And the angel's like, well... So about that. And he just goes into detail and explains. But with Zacharias, it's like, dude, why are you questioning me? Why are you doubting me? You know you're doing, what? You're doing it again. That I'm going to strike you speechless is what I'm going to do. I mean... But, I mean, obviously, obviously it was supposed to be that way because it was assigned to everybody else. And this is really special. Um, so, anyway, not sure why God did that exactly. But uh, we, we, we see unequal, unfair treatment right here in the Bible, don't we? And that is fine by me. Uh, that's the way God wanted it to be. So, Mary visits Elizabeth. Now Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. Ooh. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your, lead, of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So, wow, that is the cousin of Jesus, John the Baptist, in the womb as a baby, leaping for joy when his Lord and Savior uh, floats into the room. Ain't that sweet? That is so cool. Uh, very, very cool indeed. In fact... The distance in years between Jesus and John are probably about the same as between my cousin Wyatt and I. We're about three months difference. And um, I tell people that, you know, we've known each other since before we were born. Right. You know, and there's baby pictures of us together. And apparently I was a terrible little baby and like to bite him all the time. So sorry, Wyatt. No, but, not you. you know, me, no. But anyway... Um, okay. The Song of Mary. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and his holy name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the, in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and called the, and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with such with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, and he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and returned to her house. 
Um, so that's really cool. So Mary has a pretty deep understanding of scripture. And I think that oftentimes we forget how important it is to understand the Old Testament in depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Mary, Joseph, Zacharias, that's literally all they had was the Old Testament. Okay, they had all the books of the Old Testament and um, as pre-Christians, as worshipers of Yahweh, that was their Bible at the time because the rest of it wasn't written yet. They were still living it out. But you can see Mary had a really good understanding of the scripture. And um, when you think about good women, when you think about good wives, when I think about good women, when I think about good wives, one of the things that I love about the woman that I am really interested in right now, my girlfriend, is a deep understanding of scripture. You know, so think about Mary. Um, she was, uh, you know, really good for God to use uh, because she, you know, it's obvious that she has a close connection with God, that she has spent her whole life walking with God and learning about Him, and she understands all of this stuff. And so now she is quoting Old Testament. She's quoting Isaiah. She's quoting, you know, old scripture that if you ask some of us today, just like, you know, hey, you know, this happens. Where was that in the Old Testament? It probably, you know, not not many people would be able to answer. But Mary has a deep understanding of all this, and it's really good. Um, And I'm sure she was filled with the Holy Spirit, and that helps. Uh, That's actually the reason that she gave me all that. It's because of the Holy Spirit. But anyway, so there is a song of Mary. Uh, the rest of this chapter is taken up with the birth of John the Baptist, and we're going to skip over that for sake of time. Not that it's not important, um, but that we're here to talk about Jesus, and so we're going to do that. So um, chapter 2 is generally where a lot of families start as far as reading the Christmas story. Uh, Luke chapter 2. And so here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine that you're around with all your family. Uh, your dad's on the couch with the family Bible in his lap. You've got a fire crackling. Your stockings are hanging up over the fire. Ooh, stockings. I didn't get stockings this year. Uh-oh. Well, you got to just pull them off your feet, man. I know. Just That's actually my, my all of our stocking. Not all of them, but uh, my stocking for probably 15 no, actually, it's my stocking right now. My official stocking is just an old, very large sock that Dad had. That's and awesome. That's my stocking, and I love it. That's you know why? Awesome. It holds a lot of loot, let me tell you. And it stretches, too, so you can fit large things. Oh, yeah, it's great. And so, anyway, all the family is gathered around. You just finished a nice evening, uh, Christmas Eve dinner. Presents are under the Christmas tree. The lights are glowing on the Christmas tree. It's all decorated. Everything's dim. Everybody's inside. It's really cold out. But that warm, crackling fire, that little sip of eggnog, and everybody is hushed before we read the Christmas story. So with that in mind, Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, uh, uh, Let's see, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she wrapped forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and... 
uh, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, Don't do it. I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing what has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at all those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas story. We're not going to end right there, though. Um, uh, we are going to continue on a little bit more. So, um, circumcision of Jesus, and when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, and the name, uh, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Jesus was presented in the temple. Um, let me just start, uh, just start reading through here, uh, unless uh, maybe there's some stuff that we need to discuss here. Yeah, so let's go back, and we'll, we'll get to those things, or maybe we'll close with those. So, uh, Christ born of Mary. Let's let's take a break right here, and we'll pick that oh, we'll up. We'll take in just a break, a and we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and um, we are. I had back. to hit that really quick. We yeah. had this long uh, uh, Stu music yeah, fest. Yes, yeah, yeah, Stu as a fest. It's a Stuzik fest. Stuzik yeah. fest. Yes, he was over here. Uh, singing hymns and then talking about Cody Johnson in the middle of that, like that yes. part mattered. How they connected, I was yes. I was a little curious about. Yeah, that. Well, it's interesting. All right, so uh, Christ is born of Mary. So we read all that. Um, so yeah, that's not quite how it went. Not quite. So let's see. Joseph went up to Galilee out of David, called Bethlehem. He was in the house and lineage of David, right? So Joseph was in the house and lineage of David, just like Jesus is supposed to be. So that's all working out pretty good. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Okay, so they were, you know, um, she was with child. She he hadn't put her away. And so the time had come for her to be delivered, uh, for him to be delivered. And there he was in swaddling clothes in the manger. Now, here's the cool thing about all this jazz. Who did God come to? Um, to who did God come to first to talk about the Savior of the world being born? That's a big one. Yeah. He came to shepherds. Okay. Now, shepherds if you must know, are kind of the lowliest of the low. So if you've got, like, nowadays, let me just let me just put it into perspective, just the way that we think about things. This is kind of how we think about the shepherds. Um, this would be, like, the kings of the day. Ourselves. We, we got, three kings. We've got a little baby being born here, this Messiah. Just wonderful. Praise God. Yes, indeed. Okay, this is your average everyday, like, you know, well-off guy. Now, wow, yeah, we've got, um, we've got God over here. He's going to be born down here in Bethlehem. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Then you've got your middle-class, everyday working man. Like, yeah, Jesus is going to be born in the manger. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yes, indeed. Then you have the shepherds. Did y'all hear what's going on? 
some kid's gonna be born in the manger. Oh yeah, it's Jesus is gonna be born in the manger. How cool is that? You all, Bubba, you want to come over down there and do the, the, the manger and see the, the little baby with me? Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, I'll be good. Be real good. Yeah, man, these were the hicks of the land. These were, you know, the way we think about hicks anyway. Uh, being a shepherd was, it's your farm class is what it is. And by the way, I'm not putting down any kind of farm class or anything like that. I'm just kind of comparing and contrasting with kind of funny, hopefully funny uh, um, accents and stuff. Anyway, we'll see. Um, but that's who God came to first was the shepherds. And even the wise men from the east did not see Jesus first. It was the shepherds. And what did the shepherds do? They were so excited and filled with joy. They did what every good old boy would do and told everyone they could find about what they saw, what's going on. This is happening. It's freaking in this manger over here, right here in Bethlehem. Am I crazy? What? And then after they're done telling everybody about what they saw, they came back to worship all the more. So there you go. And that's what went down and uh, in the little town of Bethlehem. Now, after Jesus was born, uh, now, now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him, being Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 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 Yeah. Birds. And so there you go. They offered a sacrifice uh, over the purification of Jesus. And, um, you know, uh, that's what they did, according to the law of Moses. Now, Simeon enters the scene. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and his name was just and, uh, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he had come so he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word. Hold on, let me put on a Simeon voice here. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of the peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which are spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel. And for a sign which will be spoken against, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So there you go. And what's interesting, something that I never thought of actually before, which is kind of silly me not thinking of it, but um, Simeon here is talking to God, right? He says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Now, here's the question. Was he talking to Father, our Father in heaven, or was he talking to the other the second head of the godhead jesus he was talking to jesus the child he was talking to the child when he said now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word he wasn't crying out to you know our heavenly father he was crying out to the second head in the godhead jesus who's he's holding in his arms right now and he says, Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Um, talking, actually. Godhead. Godhead. Lord. 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 Simeon. Simeon. Simeon away. Simeon away. 
that it? Send me on my way. Send me in my way. Send me in my way. It was before we started going into Care Bears. Oh. Oh, Ty. Oh, Ty. Oh, Ty. Um. Y'all are getting to witness the, the moments of Stuart. Oh, I didn't realize we were recording. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> You're over here monologuing to yourself, just like, okay, say me again. I say, I say, yes, Lord have boy. mercy. Is this boy, Simeon? Yes, y'all would be really, uh, you'd uh, probably get a pretty good laugh out of what, what Brig hears behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would we'll, like to apologize for that. Sl- <clears throat> we'll have to we'll have to do a like a special behind the scenes one one time. Just that's to, right. Um, slip the microphone where nobody knows where it is. And you'll have to do that, you know. And you'll have to be selective <laughs> because if I know that the microphone is there and it's listening, then I'm not going to be I, quite I, the I, same. I know. Yeah. So it'll have to be. You know, mm. It'll be a special. Happy candied cameraman. Yeah. Which I like candied oranges, so a candied camera would probably be pretty good too. Yeah, I mean orange candy camera. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Anyway, uh, chocolate covered. So let's see. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, the Lord uh, Simeon just finished talking to Jesus. So we had like a little break. It was a technical, a technical lapse because yeah. I walked in and set my hand down on the computer and stopped and, the recording. And stopped the recording. So uh, I totally misplaced all of Stuart's thoughts in like one two minute yeah, section. There. My train of thought is it's know, so far it's derailed not, it fell yeah. down the mountain and, and we're trying to pull it back up. So I that's what's happening currently. Yeah, so anyway, that's what's happening I'm, currently. I'm, I'm trying to get on a different train here so I can get back to where I'm going. Simeon. Um, but uh, pretty sure that Simeon just finished telling baby Jesus, um, you know, Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Excellent. So, anyway. This is good for you. Hopefully I'm not covering information that I've already covered, but... And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things, and they were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will will pierce through your own soul also, and that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Not nearly as good as my first impersonation of Simeon, but I forgot what that sounded like, so that's what you got. Anyway, Simeon, ladies and gentlemen, give him a big hand. Anna Bears. Anna Bears. Yes, Anna Bears. Back to this. Yeah, it's like Paddington Bears, but Annington. Anna Annington. Anna Bears. So it's like the it's like the Gen Z Care Bears. Yeah. Anna Bears witness to the Redeemer. Oh wait, Anna Bears witness to the Redeemer. Oh. Okay. She has to have a bear. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel. Who has a bear. Yeah, I'm sure she has a stuffed teddy bear somewhere. Of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. So she's seen bears. Yes. And (laughs) this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. Uh, that's an old woman. That's 107. 107? You mean the... Sure, we can have him back. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. we had him on our show. I know, we need, we need to do it again. Uh, yeah. But no, she would be 107. 107 years old. Yeah. If she was married at 15. Uh-huh. And then seven years after that. Uh-huh. After her husband died, she'd be, what, 22? And that's if she was married at yeah, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah Twenty-two. Calculators don't lie. And then eighty-four <laughs> years plus twenty-two is a hundred and. Oh, you said six. eighty-four. Boom. Thought it was eighty-five. Boom. Yeah, one hundred six. I was wondering. Yeah. So I, 
thought I heard 85, which is where I had to miss change because I thought I counted 106 the first time, and then I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't I, add I, up. I see where you went wrong there. And then I was like, that doesn't add up. There's an extra <laughs> digit there. Yeah. And so I had to yeah. use the calculator to see if I was wrong, and then I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh. definitely. 22 plus 85, that's definitely 107. Yes, yes. But uh, I, I misheard the apparent number. So. Yeah, it's okay. Um, anyway, there has to be a slow one, so that's I'll just right, I'll take right. the cake. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of Him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Oh, so sweet. So, way to go, Anna, the prophetess. Um, and let's see. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Ladies and gentlemen, well. that ends our reading of um, the scriptures for... Uh, this podcast. There's actually a lot there, honestly. Oh, there's a lot there. Like we we could we could make a series of this alone, honestly. Sure, there's plenty to talk about. There's there's so much meat here, uh, and we'll probably touch on this stuff all again. I'm I would I'd be shocked if we don't we circle didn't. back yeah. to it. Yeah, we'll circle back to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but for real. <laughs> um. So anyway, there you go. Um. I think that that's about all that we have for you for this podcast. Uh, and so Christmas is... So we have, I think, a, a special... We do, actually. A special thing to throw out here while we're, while we're on the... Yeah, before, before we let we, y'all go... Before we let y'all go, we've got to, uh, um, to get some business out of the way. Ooh. So wow. say, we say it again. Say it again. Get some business out of the business. way. Business, yeah. So we have a um, a little Christmas gift for our most valued listener. And boom, yeah, boom. Let's do it. Come and on, roll it out. So Red this carpet. young lady has listened to fifty six episodes of in the a Texas very short tape. time how what's the time span on that because uh, she started listening uh, when probably earlier this year yeah or maybe last year. no i think no it was like mid time. this year i want to say it was like uh, sometime said, middle of the summer is what i was i thought it might actually been last year some point i'm not sure when exactly started listening to it but anyway um yeah but that's with an average of about at that time about you know an hour a podcast, including our power casts and you know anyway, it's about two point three three days of straight up listening, and those are twenty four hour days by the way. Uh, that's impressive. I don't not, think I could listen to myself. Were you that trying much. to not confuse that with God days? Right, right, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we wanted to show our appreciation to our most valued listener. And uh, so we have got a, a gift. And that gift is a bottle of the Texans Take Choice Wine, La Passione Trevenezzi. Got a stew rate of 7.9 and a brig rate of 7.5. So it's pretty high on the wine. Uh, on the wine rates, and we did, um, we tested this a couple of days back, and uh, it was a very good wine, very dry, uh, a little bit of sweetness, and just good flavor, nice and dark, uh, red, um, and not much bitterness Mm -mm. or sourness. It was very, it was really, really good. I'd give that bottle to anybody who's looking for a good wine. And so um, the the winner of this prize, most valued listener, is Juliana Franklin. So we'll be sending you your bottle of wine with a Christmas card, and we hope you enjoy it uh, by yourself or with good company, uh, however you see fit. In fact, 
if you drink this bottle of wine while you're listening to the Texans tape, <laughs> how cool would that be? Whenever we we clink our glasses together, you can be clinking yours. Got to post a picture side. on the Facebook page. That's though. right. That's, that's right. That's so the anyway, way that works. Thank you so much. And uh, I think um, every Christmas that we have and maybe large events or something, if we uh, figure out how many hours certain listeners listeners have been listening to. We'd like to reward that. We can get your contact information with a bottle of wine from the Texans take. Your two favorite Texans. So with that, we wish you all a Merry Christmas. And we will see you all again after Christmas. Yep. See you on the flip side. And, uh, look forward to it. So, adios. adios.